0: Mark Given, it is a pleasure to have you. Uh, Mark, your website is markgiven.com, and you're the founder of the Trust-Based Philosophy. And, And in this episode, we're going to talk about just how critical trust is and you know, maybe best practices that some business leaders uh, should be pretty aware of. And uh, I think we'll probably touch on a little bit of trust repair as well. So my Uh, background is in, you know, I obviously I do a lot with like authority and media consulting. uh, And so we've had those situations where, you know, there's a PR situation. I don't do a lot of crisis comms, uh, but, uh, you know, there's certainly been some instances where someone's like, listen, you know, here's my goal. And, let me tell you what happened in the past and why I want to kind of work on this. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. By the way,
1: absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. So, um, from high level, please give us an overview of of the work you do and and kind of your area of expertise. Sure. I, so, uh,
1: you know, I'm, I'm not a young kid anymore, and so <laughs> spent a lot of time at post college and uh, the business world. And uh, I what I recognized. As that I was trying to build my own businesses, mm. uh, a twenty-year retail business that I had that I sold, and then uh, you know some consulting and teaching and speaking. What I discovered was that all of the books and all of the reading that I was doing on on trust was the concept of trust. What is it? Which is really important. But but what I wasn't finding was the science of trust. Mm. How to do it better. How to how to build it. How to maintain it and how to repair it. And so as a result of that, I started studying it and then writing about it. So my my background is in business, even back from when I was a kid working, helping my dad when he worked for Sears selling appliances and understanding the importance of building trust with his clients and customers and then in relationships. So it crosses over in everything we do. When we have trust, our life and businesses flourish. But Mm. when when we lack trust, Things come crumbling down, and uh, and so my whole fo- focus, my passion, is uh, being better at it, and then helping other people understand the science of it so they can be better too.
0: Yeah. So, how did you get into this space? I mean, what what made you say, you know, what I I really feel like this is why I'm here. I'm I am here to lead on this subject and to help a lot of good people.
1: So, as a business person and spending decades in business, it was easy to see that when we damaged trust, that people wouldn't come back. So, so mm-hmm. one from a business side, it was, gosh, I'm trying to build successful businesses. And, uh, and, and when we mess it up, we, how do we fix it or can we fix it? And how do we not have the problem at all? How do we make sure that we do it right? But then at the same time, uh, my lovely bride and I, we have an anniversary coming up. It'll be forty-three years for us. Mm. So, five children, and we meant two, uh, nine nine grandchildren. Um, and uh, and so, as a as a person, as a human being, what I discovered was, if my spouse cannot trust me, if my children can't count on me and believe in me, if my grandchildren don't know, mm. I, you know, if they can't trust me, my my life is messed up. I can't I can't perform at a high business level if my life is messed up and and my, and my uh, and if my business is messed up it affects my, my personal life so no matter how you cut it that's how I got into wanting to understand more about what was more important to me than anything which was to build and maintain trust and I didn't want to have to repair it I wanted to do it right to begin with and that's what caused me to to be the founder of the trust-based philosophy. And then began the process of writing all these books that yeah. are in different categories: leadership, and sales, and networking, and uh, personal success. and And uh, my newest one is on time management and productivity. I got a new one coming out on uh, on entrepreneurship. Yeah. So, um, and they're all trust based selling, trust based leadership, trust based entrepreneurship, trust based time management, and productivity. So the foundation is trust. The principles come from those. Uh, from those areas so that we can kind of focus in on this specific topic in this book.
0: Yeah. So how do you discuss trust in and around productivity?
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? That's easy. Uh, When we procrastinate things uh, and people can't count on us, it's an integrity thing. So time management is not just about time. It's about creating harmony. And, uh, And harmony comes from being able to count on other people and then them being able to count on us. A lot of that comes from focus, habits, and how we, how we control our, uh, our, our flow, our systems, our processes through the day. It's, it's, how can it not be time management and productivity? Because when we mess it up, people just won't, they, they don't, they won't trust us and then yeah. they won't do business with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's just so many things I want to talk about. You know, the next thing uh, I really want to, you know, because my background with my other company, Savings angels is studying and leading consumer behavior. And back in the day, I feel like you could have been, you could be an oily salesperson, and you could probably get away with it a little bit. And today, no way, not there, anymore. No way in heck you can get away with that today. Yeah. What's what's oh. going on with consumers?
1: Yeah. So consumers more than ever. We have um, we have this innate ability to judge, which we do. We call it profiling, which is it's a it's a powerful word, but and and it's used so negatively. But the truth is, we have cognitive biases, and we when we make decisions so quickly, there are plenty of studies out there to show that as quickly as is as, uh, as uh, fifty milliseconds, we form an opinion. So in mm-hmm. less than a blink of an eye, the problem with that is if we form a negative opinion. Our cognitive biases go to work trying to prove that we're right. So we start looking. Josh, if I had this impression of you that I couldn't trust you, then I would immediately, because of my human frailties, try to find reasons why I'm right. I can't Mm -hmm. trust Josh, right? But if my feelings are good, and I call this the grand opening, if our feelings are good and it transcends beyond this uh, personal visit, it could be our website, it could be the way we answer the phone. It could be the responses that we give on text messaging. I mean, it's everything we do, and our brain forms an opinion, and then our biases go to work to either prove positive or negative, because we want to be right, and, and who doesn't want to be right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, when we first connected today, we were talking about Bob Berg, and uh, Bob Berg and John David Mann wrote such a wonderful yes. series of books called The Go-Giver, uh, pretty much, you know. I mean, he—they got it right when they wrote all of all of those books. And I love Bob and John and, and what they're doing and the work that they're doing. And certainly, I feel like that—that that what I'm trying to do is a nice connection to what they do too, which is teaching the principles of being a better person. And then when we mess it up, going to work really trying to fix it, right? Making it making it better because people. Yeah, we are just in bad shape if we if when we mess it up if we don't do something to try to try to fix it.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Mark, uh, you know, and another thing, of course, is you know consumers have never been more empowered to publicly speak about experiences. <laughs> so, in an era of you know one to five star reviews on everybody and everything, you know, if you're uh, a restaurant or you know you are a car dealership or a service provider um look do not tick off your clients <laughs> yeah cuz uh yeah cuz very quickly um you know if 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 a consumer has a legitimate gripe and can communicate you know th- they, you know, it's like, I feel like as consumers, we're all kind of feel like we're looking out for each other by vocally sharing when we have negative experiences and also positive ones. But the negative ones really sting if you're a business owner.
1: Well, and unfortunately, as human beings, we tend to be quicker to criticize than to compliment. Yeah. That's, just, that's just nature. And yeah. so, so realistic. And unfortunately, some of those critical comments that show up online are not from a reasonable person, let's say, and hmm. so it's hard as a as a consumer to go through those reviews and and you have to read through them and sometimes you're forming a quick opinion. Is this some per, Is this an individual that I would believe? You know what they're saying. But but I just got a phone call this morning from somebody that that had a problem, and uh, and I think they already knew the solution, which was somebody posted a very negative review. And my response was, hey, let's talk for a couple minutes, but we need to get off the phone and you need to respond with transparency immediately, right? Every minute that you're taking to talk to me, which is really, you know, I thank you. But every minute Mm -hmm. you're talking to me, there might be another person, another 10 people, another thousand people that have the potential to see that review. And you need to respond. What you're telling me is it's it's, it's biased unfair not true well you need to go transparently give your side without blame without you know accusations without anger right and you need to think very clearly about what you're typing and respond but you need to respond immediately because that's mm-hmm. what that's what businesses and individuals but more businesses than not i'm the same way if i'm going to an area and i uh, have not been to restaurants that that i'm familiar with I'm going to go to a, a site and check it out, and uh, and read those the five star reviews. But I'm going to read the one star reviews too. Absolutely. And I want to see why the one star review is there, and then for I'm, I'm forming an opinion not just on the business, but that individual that that put there. Totally. Their, right. Totally. But here's the real problem with that is that so many of those reviews really are anonymous because they've got some bogus name that is not mm. their name or. So you know they've that's, made yeah. something up, and so we need to we need to respond. I think that's the point, and we yeah. need to respond quickly, and we need to respond, uh, you know, correctly. I have yeah. a system on that, by the way, called the RAS system, which mm-hmm. is which is actually how you respond, e- either verbally or you know in person or online. Um, mm-hmm. so so that so that you know, I can I try as hard as I can to help companies and individuals uh you know get it right so they can improve their circumstances it's it's bad when it's not responded to just not responding at all is not the right response right just let right. it go all people just i'm not even responding to that no nope. you need <laughs> to respond to everything
0: yeah yeah i mean and we've all seen one star reviews they're like oh, come on please you know <laughs> and especially you know when the when the owner responds with you know, kindness, respect, and, but integrity, right? And it's sure. like, you know, look, uh, you know, we always want, you know, they they emphasize their commitment to great customer service. When they fail, they acknowledge it and they offer to make it better. Like that is a net positive when yeah. when, when it's proactively addressed in that way. So so let me just give that, Jay, because I want your listeners to hear this. The
1: RAS system is very simple recognize, admit, show sympathy, or maybe remorse. That's where you might have to do some kind of correction, even restitution. So recognize, admit, show some kind of sorrow or sympathy for the circumstances, and then stop doing it, right? You just learn from it. Recognize, admit, sympathy, stop. And if you do those things, you cannot, you cannot, you know, uh, force people to accept your apology, Absolutely. but that is right. the best way, the, the 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 proven way to go through the process of trying to repair any damage that may have been done, whether it was intentional or not. And the hard part here, Josh, is that that many companies, many individuals can't even get past the first one, which is being willing to recognize that they're capable of making mistakes.
0: Yeah. Mark, I really am excited to read your book, Trust-Based Selling. Is there any way you can give us like a three, five minute, four minute overview of some of the principles in the book, Trust-Based Selling? Because I I work with a lot of people. A lot of our clients are high level consultants. You know, they're selling into the C-suite or they're selling into CEO business owners. And so this is very much kind of an account-based marketing, account-based sales that's very relationship-based. And I see a lot of nonsense out there where people are trying to automate too much. Right. And it just gets fake and phony. And, um, you know, we were actually talking about some of our processes (laughs) before we started recording and, you know, we're not perfect, but boy, you know, there are things that we want to be able to systemically do. Um, And then there are things that, you know, you have to be as human as possible, you know, in, in terms of that communication and that relationship.
1: Sure. So, and thanks. That's a great question. So let me give you a quick response to that. And then I'll mm-hmm. tell you uh, what the basis of the book is because yes. I really write them easy to read. I mean, they're simple read books. They're just principles of of the, uh, you know, in this case, selling. So let me just ask your listeners, everybody a question. How are you punishing people that are trying to do business with you? And so the trust-based book is about the fact that we punish people that are out there trying to connect with us, trying to spend their money with us, trying to build a relationship in some way that we could could have their referrals. And that's an important question, because we are punishing people. And so in some way or another, and sometimes in many ways, and we've all tried that, where we've made a phone call to a company, we just want a simple answer. And you got to go through five or 10 or 15 steps of hit this button hit this button hit this button and you got to listen to the whole thing before you can hit the next button and I, that's punishing i mean i'm just telling you I, I it just drives me nuts and i'm a pretty patient guy but it drives me nuts so the the trust based selling book if for for anybody that would be interested is really 25 principles of and the, and there's they're not complicated. There's something that they're, every one of them or something that you can do immediately for you to think through not punishing people. And so uh, a lot of them are common sense. And yet at the same time, we recognize that common sense isn't that common anymore. And so it just depends on where you come from and your experiences. So the point is, it's, it's principles about how not to punish people that are trying to do business with you. And all it is, is one or two pages of a principle, 25 proven ways. So it's it's a proven way. And then there's a question and a place where you can actually fill out how it applies to you specifically. So it's just a principle, maybe a small story, short story, and and, and a simple I how that what's it mean for me personally, right? Not about Mark Given. It's about how Josh can apply it immediately. You can write right in the book. Uh, so that you can go back to it, you can review it, and you don't have to read any of the twenty-five proven ways in order. It's not like number one is the most important and twenty-five is the least important. You could start on twenty and go back to seven and go back to mm-hmm. you know. And and they're 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 simple. There's it's a simple reading yeah. book. I'm not I'm not that smart, so I try to make it. I try to I try to write to my own level, which is not very you know not very complicated. I don't use big words, and so. But but it follows along nice with any book that you may have ever read about being a generous person, the the kind a non icky salesperson because right. people right people like givers not takers yes and so it's about giving it's just simple principles so I, that's that's kind of the overview and if they could just answer that question how are you punishing people as they think through that they'll find that they can write right in the book. And say, well I could do this I could do this Here's something that we could put to you know we could implement maybe immediately wouldn't have to spend any money on this idea mm-hmm. so you know so it's my book none of my books are complicated they're simple but not necessarily simplistic um,
0: right. they're easy no, I was just going through the the sample there and I was with, looked through the first three chapters you're right it's super accessible <laughs> I love yeah. it. I wrote it, them, which so- is nice because it's also very actionable. Like I like that yeah. you you ask questions, and you know a lot of times like the biggest aha's are when we spend those moments in reflection. And like so, you ask really it looks like you ask really good questions. We take some time, put you know stylus to to tablet, and and uh, you know jot down our notes, and uh, you know we get some we get some really good aha moments from that.
1: Jack Canfield told me uh, that I should even put some cartoons in the book, so I think there's four or five cartoons in the book too. That I had drawn up, and just to teach a principle. So, um, you know, if Jack says I should do it, that you know, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, then yeah, if he tells me to do it, I'm going to do it. So, I, there's four or five cartoons that I had designed for each of the books in the series, uh, just to anchor a, a principle or a you know, a, a lesson. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, fantastic, um, Mark. This is great. I, I, you know, there's so much more. I, listen, I'd love to have you back on. Uh, I think my rule is you got to wait 100 episodes, um, but you know, we're that means 100 days from now. <laughs> but we'd love to have you back. This is fantastic. I, I thank you for the work that you're doing. You and I are of like mind on you know the way to grow business is you know just be you know just be insanely generous with people. You know, earn that, you know, proximity, that time together. Um, and, and there's no better way to grow business. You, you, and, you, know, you know, I just think that, you know, when you truly have this in your heart, you'll never really have to sell a day in your life. I mean, sales would just come naturally because it's a natural outcome of people appreciating the value that you bring and the generosity in which you bring it.
1: Sure. You're not going to have perfect days, no matter how hard you try. You're going to have good days and bad days. But I will say this, but I find the people that really are trying to be givers get up in the morning and they have more good days than bad days. And more business is uh, attracted. I mean, you just attract more business. I can't promise that they're gonna be wealthy, you know, but I can uh, not money-wise, but I can tell you that that you'll have more than sufficient for your needs. Yes. Yeah. And and you'll have a much healthier life. Uh, because your attitude is right and you get up, you know, looking forward to the day. So it's not only good for business, good for relationships, but it's good for yourself. It's good to have Mm -hmm. a positive mindset, a giving mindset. There's just so much that comes out of trying to be a person of integrity Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and to be
0: a giver. So I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Mark Given your website is markgiven.com again trust based philosophy series of great trust based books available there uh do you do you work do you do consulting A keynote uh, consulting and big speaking as well sure i i do i've done a lot of probably 1200 programs
1: in the last 15 wow. years uh, outside of all the calls and all of the you know the the coaching and the consulting and all that stuff i i've spoken at events big and small i've spoken for comp- small companies and large companies and yeah I, I just am available. I you know it's easy to find me. But uh if you if you just remember my name, Mark, Mark at Markgiven.com and markgiven.com, I've made it easy. And uh, you know, my whole my whole goal is to just try to help you and Josh and everybody I meet to to build deeper levels of trust. And uh, and and our lives can be so much better when uh when we're trustworthy when people can look at us and trust us and wanna, wanna connect with us.
0: All right, Mark Gibbon, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest.